Buying a home can feel like navigating uncharted waters. Redfin agents can help. They'll answer your questions with honest advice so you know exactly what you're getting into. They'll also help you tour as many homes as you want and show you what it takes to make a winning offer. With a Redfin agent on your side, you can sail straight to your dream home. Local expertise from Redfin. That's real estate done right. Tour subject to property and agent availability. Virginia Office Falls Church, VA. 844-759-7732. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Welcome to the Fantasy Golf Degenerates Podcast. What is going on, DGen Nation? Kenny Kim here bringing you another Fantasy Golf Degenerates podcast, the last one of 2019, this week for the RSM Classic. As usual, I'm here with everyone's favorite Canadian, Tyler Tambley. Tyler, how are you doing this week, brother? I'm doing good, man. Like you said, it's a little bit of a bittersweet moment. It's the last one of the 2019 season. We got some stuff coming up that's cool, President's Cup and whatnot and all that. But yeah, this... This is it, man. I, I will say this. The, the break is much needed. I kind of like it in between where it's going to be just either golf or football because obviously I'm doing content for both sides. But, yeah, it's been a great time with you. It's been a great 2019. Looking forward to what we got in store for the new year. And, yeah, let's bang this one out, man. It's the final one. Yeah, definitely a fan of this, like, five-week break. After grinding, you know, week in and week out on this, putting content out, doing podcasts out every Monday for, like, four and a half, almost five years. Uh, yeah, the, the break is nice. So, I'm going to enjoy it. You know, like, uh, I'm definitely going to break. (laughs) Not, not much is going to go on uh, during that time. I'm definitely going to watch the president's cup. Uh, you know, that's going to be a big one since I, since I'm on the uh, opposite end of what most people are thinking, uh, thinking the international squad is going to win. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and put that out on a limb out there and hopefully it comes through, but let's talk about last week. Uh, Brandon Todd, the best golfer in the world. Right now, right? yeah. Uh, right, right. Isn't that what's going on right now? I mean, this guy was outside the top 1,000 like 18 months ago. Uh, here's the thing. Last year at the RSM, it's been a year, he almost quit last year at the RSM. Uh, he went into the RSM tournament, got like, a, I think he Monday qualified, and then he, he told his family, you know, if I don't do well here, I'm probably just going to give up. Uh, he went out and shot four rounds in the 60s uh, last year at the RSM Classic. And then he was like, oh, I'll give myself another chance. And then a year later, you see him with back-to-back wins. It's really rare seeing a golfer that has the yips. Uh, not just like sh- like chipping yips or putting yips, like the full stroke yips. Come back and be able to perform at a high level like this guy has. I mean, you've seen it with like Chip Beck, you've seen it with Ian Baker Finch, you know, golfers that were, you know, top-notch golfers who got the full swing yips, and then you never heard from them again. And it happens way more than you think, because there's so many golfers out there playing pro tours that you probably don't even know about uh, that this has happened to. Uh, and for him to come back, win two weeks in a row, um, I, I mean, it's it's pretty remarkable stuff. Uh, kudos to him for, for grinding it out and, 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 and sticking with it, even though when everything in his body said that he should give up. Um, really, it's sort of like a thing that you can listen to, you can learn from, not just based on golf, but based on life. You know, when, when shit is going bad, everything's going horrible, keep grinding, keep going, keep trying, and maybe you'll get yourself out of this funk 
And that's exactly what happened with Brendan Todd. Well, what did you think about the event last week? Yeah, I think you said it, man. It's all jokes aside on the you know best golfer in the world. It's it's incredible. It's hard to win a tournament. We know this. We talk about it all the time. It's not easy to go out win these things. Golf is a very mental game, as everybody knows, where it's in your head. And you just mentioned it. You know, you can compare it to life. For those that are listening and play Daily Fantasy, you can compare it to Daily Fantasy. You you hit your big ones, and then you could go months and not hit any. And it just feels like, is it time to give it up, or am I just wasting money now, or what's going on? Am I not good enough? It, those thoughts run through your head, and I'm sure it did, like you said, for Todd as well. And for him to not only win one last time out and then come out and win this one, I mean, that's just impressive stuff. So for him to finish the job, excellent work. The, the tournament, I didn't actually spend a lot of time watching it just with the delays and how it went down. Like, I, I, I caught what I could, but lots going on the weekend with football and all that. So it was just tough to finish it out. I was happy to see it end the way it did and see him get the win. But, yeah, we'll, we'll move on to this week from there. Yeah, I didn't watch too much of the golf either. Personally, for me, it wasn't the best week. I had a couple of friends of mine passed away uh this past week hug your loved ones i mean you never know one was 21 years old one was 38 years old um you know it's been a rough week for me so i didn't even watch any of the golf you know if you have a chance go out there hug your loved ones because you never know uh but you know so i didn't get to watch the whole event i watched some of sunday uh personally for me um, I didn't do that great. Last week, it was funny. Uh, I was talking about how my luck's about to run out because basically I've been like bragging my ass off for the last three months because everything's <laughs> been going so well. Uh, and so last week, I was like, you know, you, you get six of six through in cash, you're going to win 98% of the time in an event with a cut. And I guess the 2% happened this week because I, my cash game cornerstones went four for four. Um, and, and uh, but they weren't that great. But the thing is, like the two other guys I roster, I think Roster Varner and Tringali, they finished like five under combined uh, on a tournament where twenty under won the event. So you know, I bubbled cash. The only thing I only hit, I played like seven double ups in cash. I only hit one, and that was a fifty dollar. So that's the largest one I played. So I was able to make up half the more than half the money I put back uh, in cash games. But I did shitty in GPPs. It was a horrible week. Uh, you know, the optimal lineup. Uh, Rick Rungrid, if you, you, you need to follow him, Rick Gaiman uh, does work with um, uh, Pat Mayo, and he does a new podcast with uh, Kyle Porter uh, on CBS Radio. You check that out. Um, he said that the, the the optimal lineup last week was like forty three thousand dollars. <laughs> the optimal lineup was forty. You left seven thousand dollars under the cap. I mean, basically, you you roster six you know, 7K guys, and you're right there. And that's what it came down to. So, yeah, crazy week, but it happens this time of year. But surprisingly, this is like the first time in the fall where something wild like this has happened. I mean, like we're, you know, crazy. I think this is the first time anyone outside, other than the Bermuda, um, for a regular tour event, it's the first time anyone outside longer than 50 to 1 had won a tournament. I think Todd was 90 to 1 yeah. uh, this past week. So it hasn't really happened that much in the fall where you see like a lot of these like lower level guys, not lower level, but like non elite, you know, sort of grinding tour guys, uh, you know, contend and win. And, you know, it happened this weekend and good for ben, uh, Brandon Todd. Uh, bad for me because it was, it was a horrible week personally. Uh, but let's go ahead and uh, let's talk about um, let's talk about this DFS open. I don't know if you guys have heard uh, Ryan Baroff and uh, Joe. What's his full name there? Tambo, do you know his I name? I forget his last name, but it's at, like at Tour Picks, right? Like he does, yeah. he's uh, got a Twitter account out there. He does some stuff himself and he's sending out, you'll see all the welcome emails come back from him and whatnot, but him and Baroff are running the show and guiding that ship. So if you haven't heard the DFS Open, it, we're getting together. It's the last week of February. It's at, it's during the week of the Honda Classic in Palm Beach. Uh, we're going to, they're, they're hosting a DFS Open, a charity golf tournament for all the fantasy golf, fantasy football, fantasy sports guys to come down play in this tournament, meet their fans, have a good time, play some golf for the Jack Nicholas Children's Hospital. It's a great cause. It should be a good time. Uh, me, Tambo's going to be there. I'm going to be there. The whole Gups Corner staff is going to be there. Jeff Feinberg's going to be there. Uh, it's going to be a, a, a great, great weekend. If you haven't signed up, you should think that they might still be having some spots left available. Go to DFSOpen.com. Check it out. Try and join on. Uh, I'll be there. It'll be a great time. Uh, what do you think about the well, – you're going to be down there. We're going to have a good time, right, there, Tambo? Yeah, we're going to have a great time. It's actually amazing because I think uh, you've said it before, but meeting a co-host is a new thing for you, isn't it? 
It will be. It will be. This will be the first time that I get to meet a co-host. Yes, uh, pretty fun. So, so I was, I was almost thinking about calling up Brad and Zach and be like, we should just get a foursome for us. Yes. you know, the the four fantasy golf degenerate hosts foursome. But well, we're already in. And I think Tampa's playing with Gup. I'm playing with yeah. another one of Gup's teams, so we'll be on there, uh, and it should be a good time. And we'll talk uh, more too. There's a way you can win a trip down as well. We've got some spots held uh, for that, right? Yeah, if we go into yeah. that, that we'll talk about that later on in the pod. Um, so we'll talk about that. So I'm actually going to wait to uh, get my plane ticket. Uh, so one good thing happened to me this week. Uh, I think earlier this week, uh, a regular of mine at work, he, um, he's probably the richest guy I know. Like he owns like the whole area that I work at. Like he, he owns like <laughs> the guys, the guys loaded and he plays in this year long golf league. Uh, and I get, you know, I think it's like you pick four golfers for the year and that's your squad. And then every week, it, it, you know, whatever they play, whatever whatever position they finish is how many points they receive. If they don't play, it's 76 points, and the team with uh, the least amount of points wins. Uh, so uh, I helped them with his draft last year, and my main thing was Sung Jm. Uh, and so since Sanjay played 872 events last week, last year, you know, yeah. it was like, it was basically an automatic win. So he invited me to uh, his, his the dinner that they host. And he said, he's going to give me a cut of the winnings. And I don't think the winnings is going to be like a minuscule amount. These guys are like eight figure, nine figure guys, uh, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Playing in this league. So I'm hoping for a good chunk of change there. And that'll probably pay for my trip uh, down to Florida. So that's the one good thing uh, that happened to me this week after a really shitty week uh, overall. Uh, but let's go ahead and um, let's talk about the listener league winner from last week. It's going to be the famous FS. Uh, I think he has a beaver with sunglasses as his avatar, a screaming beaver with a gold chain and sunglasses. So that's his avatar, the the famous FS. Uh, He started off with Billy Horschel, uh, 92 points at 14% owned in the Listener League. Uh, Russell Knox, uh, 74.5 points, 22.67% owned. Harris English, 28.67% owned, 118 points. Uh, Bryce Garnett, he's, we, I think this guy just listened to me the whole week. These are, all, these are all some of my favorite picks. Of course, I didn't have him in the same lineup, so I'm an idiot. But I had Bryce Garnett at 23.5% owned. I'm sorry, 14% owned, 86.5 points. Harold Varner the third, 62 points, 25.33% owned. And Von Taylor, who was one of Tambo's favorites last week, uh, tied for second, of course, 122 points at 2% owned. What do you think of the lineup? I like it. It's kind of like what you said. I mean, you know, first off, I'll take my L for last week. We didn't talk about my results, but they were not good. I basically faded most of the board. I mean, there's some of the guys showed up. The answer call was good. The Von Taylor call was good. Varner did not. He was, you know, in this guy's lineup, he was the worst as well, but I thought he was a great price at like 7,900 bucks. So, you know, good on him. The lineup looks good. Devon Taylor, 2%. That's everything to him right there. 122 points, most in the lineup with a 2%. But surprisingly, it was still pretty close. Uh, you know, the other guy with the cool name in second, Romo Coaster, he, uh, he was right there, just six points back. So it's like you said, it looks like a mix. We were, we were both high on Horschel. I think we both bet him. You know, you liked Knox. I, was, I didn't. I liked Taylor and Harold Varner, and you were on Gar- uh, Garnett and English big time. And English, man, we'll talk about him today, but this guy just won't stop himself. So, you know, we got to think about that when we get to that play. But other than that, good shout-out to the famous FS, and we'll see him in the, the three-man this Well, I guess because the season's done, I don't know how we're going to do it. And I also think – the three man or the four man last week didn't run because someone didn't get in, I believe, Kenny. Yeah, it's going to be a four man again this week. It's going to be the famous FSU, me, and Mac Eli, who was the winner of last week's or two weeks ago's listener league. Uh, they didn't get to play in the four man because the other person couldn't get in. Yeah, we'll so do it for TOC gonna, we'll, or something, right? Just because it's going to yeah, come back gonna, around. Well, I mean, we're going to get them in. The four man's this week. Oh, sorry. So, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the winner of this week's Listener League, we'll try and remember, and we'll try and get them on for the Tournament of Champions. Remind us. Yeah, um, tweet it out to us. We'll get you on. Yep, sounds good. All right, before we talk about this course, let's talk about gupscorner.com. Use promo code DGEN10. Save yourself 10% on a subscription, either year-long, annual subscription, or monthly subscription. It's one of the best sites, and not only the best sites, a really strong community. Uh, these guys on this site, they really like each other. Uh, the Slack chat is amazing. Everyone gets along. Everyone puts their point of views out there. It's a great place where if you don't have anyone to really talk about this stuff with at home or whatever, you can get into this little group, get into Slack, talk to everyone, express your ideas, ask questions. It's a great site, but that's only a little part of it. Because 
because you also get Gup's rankings, Gup's ownership, my article, Tambo's article. You get NFL. You get college football. You get NBA. All this is included in the base package. Um, so it, it's going to be a great thing. And Tambo, why don't you tell them about the contest they're going to run for this week using promo code DGEN. Get yourself a subscription. Here's the contest. Yeah, before the contest, let me just say, Philip Rivers sucks at football. But yeah, about I'm watching the, the game. <laughs> about yeah, the contest, the yeah, it's just terrible. Shot-putting arm looks so bad every time. But anyway, back to the contest. The contest is incredible. I'm pumped because, like you said, I'm going to be there. You're going to be there. Everyone's going to – Rick Gaiman, who you mentioned earlier, Feinberg, Gup, the crew. I know Bucks is going to come back through. Like, everyone's going to be there. It's going to be awesome. But the prize pack we're giving away is going to be – it's up to six nights with myself and the and Gup and the Gup's Corner team at the lodge. Kenny, I believe you're staying in with us as well. So uh, we've got a you know a little beach house about ten minutes from the course in Palm Beach. It's going to include two rounds of golf. One of them in the DFS Open on the Gup's Corner team. The other one we're going to do a different day before we head over to the practice round, most likely. Or if you're not there till later in the week, we might do it on a, a Thursday or Friday. So we'll get that in. There's going to be daily tickets to the Honda Classic. So every day that you're there that you can be there for, you're going to get in with us. And then also Gup's going to splurge one day and buy club passes, uh, you know, something like the 18th hole. They're quite expensive, actually. You know, I appreciate the guy. It's, it's incredible what he does for, my, for myself, the team, and, and obviously for this contest winner. So it's going to be pretty sick. And then there's a way that you can earn tickets into the draw. So just so you guys know how the contest works, that's what is included, what you can do to earn tickets. So if you get an annual content analysis package, it's, a, it's one ticket. If you get a football tools annual membership, it's one ticket. When the golf tools launch, which are coming out December 29th, right before the Tournament of Champions, you'll get two tickets if you get the annual golf tools membership. And then if you purchase the merchandise combo, so the hat and t-shirt, you can get a ticket. And then lastly, any member that's already on as any of these annual members, or if you join as any of these annual members, if you just do a rate review on their Apple podcast, you know, for the Smash Factor, you can get a ticket as well. Uh, and then lastly, I should say is we have a, you know, sort of like a super seven or a bonus seven. If you get all six tickets, you get a seventh ticket free. So yeah, it, it's a lot to go through. It's a lot to talk about. You can head on over to gupscorner.com slash challenge while you're there, then click over and sign up for an annual membership of whatever you choose using promo code DGEN10. But it's going to be a lot of fun, like Kenny said, and a lot of people are going to be there. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, all those tickets will be put into a draw. We'll pick one name out of the couple, pick one name out of the hat, and you'll get to join us uh, on our DFS open trip. So it's going to be great. So get yourself on gupscorner.com. Use promo code DJ10. Get yourself an annual pass to whatever you'd like and get yourself a chance to win. All right. So let's talk about this week's event. It's going to be. The RSM Classic from St. Simons Island, Georgia, the home of like 87 pro golfers. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of golfers who live on the course here. It's the f- final full field event of 2018. Uh, the, the 2019, sorry. The RSM Classic, we played at two of Sea Island Resorts golf clubs, the Seaside Course and the Plantation Course. Golfers will be playing each of the two courses during the first two rounds, then finish the weekend at the Seaside Course. The tour does this so they can have a full 156-man field and still be able to get all golfers in before the early, you know, fall, winter sunset. Uh, the cut per usual, now per usual, is top 65 in ties. This is going to be the first full field event, 156 golfers, where it's only going to be 65 guys making the cut. So we'll see how it goes. It could be a lot tougher. You're looking at 90 golfers being cut, uh, you know, this week. So it, we'll see how this goes for the first time that this has happened. Uh, The RSM Classic used to be called the McGladry's Classic, and all eight iterations of this tournament have been played at Sea Island. Uh, 2015 was the first year they went with the two-course rotation. Personally, I'll be focusing more on the Seaside course since three of the four rounds will be played there, and it has eight years of course history. Sea Island is home to many golfers uh, on tour, and many in the tournament have ties to the area, including, but not limited to, Davis Love III, Kuchar, Zach Johnson, Harris English, Pat Gazire, Brian Harmon, JT Poston, Hudson Swafford, Chris Kirk and Kevin Kisner are part-time residents. But here's the thing. I wouldn't get too enamored with the home course advantage angle. Uh, no full-time resident has ever won here, with the best finishes being Davis Love III's fourth-place finish in 2012 and Brian Harmon's fourth-place finish a couple of years ago. Uh, I might just use the home course angle as a tiebreaker this week if you have a couple of golfers with similar projections. Uh, also, a lot of golfers who play college golf in the SEC have experience here as the SEC championship is usually played on this course or has been throughout the year. I think they change it, but it's definitely one of the courses in that rotation. Uh, weather can play a factor. 
uh, as the Seaside course is a link style course where the wind can't play havoc for golfers. As of now, the wind looks light, but it is a seaside course, so you never really know about that strong breeze coming off the ocean. So you got to make sure you double check before you put your lock, you lock your rosters in on Thursday. Uh, I would consider consider rostering golfers who are playing the plantation course in showdown slates, uh, since it is more inland and has many more trees to block the wind from doing too much damage to the golf ball while in the air. Plus, it has four par fives, which gives you more ample opportunity to make birdies. So if you play a showdown, first two rounds, targeting the plantation course, probably the way to go. Uh, the winning score is usually in the mid-teens under par, except for 2015 when Kevin Kisner won at minus 22. That year was the first year with the plantation course in play, and you could surmise that because of the added course, the tournament played easier, but I'm not sure how true that is the plantation course did play about a stroke and a half easier compared to seaside the last three years but the courses were soaked in 2015 and they played preferred lines uh the fast firm now this week the weather looks dry so the courses should be playing to its normal difficulty if you are looking for correlated courses to sea island check out harbor town wildlife a couple more uh read josh culp's article on roto world he gives a, a wide array of different types of uh, uh similar courses uh, one little tidbit, six of the nine winners at Sea Island have had top fives or better uh, either at Harbortown or Wailai uh, prior to their win here. Now let's get to the actual course, the Seaside course. Uh, the Seaside course at Sea Island Golf Club is a 7,005-yard 7, par 70 with four par threes and two par fives. With the dry conditions and plenty of roll on the fairways, both par fives should be reachable by a lot of golfers in the field as long as the wind is not blowing in their faces. The course is a traditional link-style course with an ocean breeze playing a big factor. Uh, off the tee, golfers will see average-sized fairways that actually get more narrow as the golfers get closer to the hole. This leads to a lot of golfers using less than driver off the tee. Nearly 70% of the fairways have been hit here over the years, so the numbers back up the fact that this is a less than driver course. Uh, the rough around the fairway is probably some of the highest and thickest we've seen so far during the fall, uh, but it's not outrageous as this is a resort course. Uh, but it is Bermuda. So, you know, anytime you have Bermuda rough, that you can never really tell about those lies, those flyer lies, and it does make it a bit more difficult. Uh, if golfers miss the fairways, uh, they will have to deal with bunkers, marshlands, seaside vegetation, sandy native areas, and some water. Uh, the fairways themselves are rolling and hilly and should play firm. On approach shots, golfers will see overseeded Bermuda grass greens with a stick meter rating close to 12. Most of the greens are elevated and have a good amount of slope and undulation. Greenside bunkers guard the putting surface, and the rough looks a bit thicker than it does around the fairways. The plantation course. So the plantation course at Seaside Island is a 7,058-yard par 72 with four par threes and four par fives. All the par fives are reachable with none being longer than 560 yards. The course went through a bit of a redesign the past year with bunkers being removed and the grass from the greens being replaced. Now, this is the one thing where it comes to playing plantation golfers in showdown that you sort of have to keep an eye on because a lot of the times when you add new grass to the greens, the greens play a lot firmer, they're not as soft, and they're harder to hit. If golfers start talking about that during the week and about the plantation course, then you might have to change that strategy a little bit about using plantation golfers on showdown slates. Uh, there are a lot more bunkers compared to Seaside, and water is going to be a factor just like it is on the other course. Uh, the large trees should shield the course a bit from the wind. Um, and then the fairways are relatively flat, but they should have a good amount of roll on them if conditions are dry. On approach shots, golfers will see much smaller greens compared to the Seaside course with a lot more bunkers guarding the greens. It is possible with the new grass on the greens that they will play firmer, like I said earlier, than they have in the last few years. The greens use overseeded Bermuda grass and should have a similar stint meter rating as the seaside course. The last three years, this course played over a stroke easier than the seaside, even though it's a par 72. Uh, now, it, it is worth noting that there's been a bunch of lower rounds here, like a Kisner shot 65 here, uh, uh, Matt Q shot 67 in his win here, CH3 shot 64 uh, in his win here last year. So you can definitely go low, but I am a little bit worried about those firm greens. So we'll have to see that and see what the golfers say. If they say it's, they say it's normal, if it's like the way it's been playing, then target plantation golfers for showdown slates. Tambo, what are you looking for in golfers this week? A couple things you said. Yeah, the, the one thing about the, the course you talked about, like the, with the redesign, that kind of, you know, we'll look at it for showdown, like you said, and things like that. But that worries me a little bit because normally a redesign should make it a little bit harder if it's just been getting destroyed, right? Which it has, but they only got one round there. So you just got to keep an eye on that. 
Uh, for stats, it's mostly the same from last week. Well, a lot of the same anyway, but I would say the opportunities gained, you talked about it, you know, with uh, the main course there, it's going to be tougher to hit. You know, those greens are a little bit easier to hit because they're larger. So you just want to have that proximity in there. Wedges, you know, I'd say anywhere, or irons, 100 to 150 range. DK points, approach, birdies are better, par four scoring, all, all that stuff's in my build this week. All right, that sounds good. Yeah, I like all that. I'm, one thing I'm looking at is par three scoring. I think the one thing I did notice about par three scores in this field, I think 22 of the 28 golfers have finished top three here with recordable stats were ranked inside the top 80 in par three for, the, for that year that they won. Um, you know, it's such a weak field that being in the top 80 in par three scoring is pretty strong. So that's one thing I'm going to look at. But let's get to the, to the tiers this week. we got in the 10K range, Harris English. All the way up to Webb Simpson. What are you doing in this range there, buddy? First T3PO of the week, buddy, right here. Off Harris English, not chasing that. 10K now. Uh, I'm going to Billy Horschel. Uh, he's probably my favorite in this range. We've liked him, you know, last little while. I liked him last week. He came out and got eighth. I know English got another fifth. And I know English has to stay popular in my mind. He's only 10,000. I say only. Sorry, he's got the price bump to 10,000. But it's, it's less than Horschel at 11. He's got a fifth, fourth, sixth, and third in four of his last five. I just think he stays popular, and to me, that's fine. I, I know he's a Sea Island guy, everything that goes with it. I still like Horschel. He's still had good recent form. Uh, he actually got second here last time out. He's three for three made cuts here, and I know he's priced up to 11K, but if anything, you know, I talk about it all the time, paying up for probability. He- Tired of waking up hot and uncomfortable? Start sleeping cool on the Temper Breeze by Tempur-Pedic. It's engineered with a revolutionary cooling system that pulls excess heat away from your body to help you sleep deeper all night and wake up more refreshed every morning. During the Tempur-Pedic Summer of Sleep, save $500 on all Tempur-Breeze mattresses and experience your coolest sleep this summer with our best breeze savings of the year. Learn more at TempurPedic.com. You should be lower owned because people either go up to Webb Simpson or down to someone like English. And the other guy I like is actually right at the top. He's number one in my stats model. I know he's tough to get right at times, but he's got third here last time out, six or seven made cuts. Webb Simpson, 11,600. Those are the two guys I really like up here above 10K, Kenny. What about you? Yeah, okay. I I like Webb and Horschel, but I don't know if I'm going to play both. Uh, I'm probably going to wait until I see the ownership. You think Webb is going to be more popular than Horschel? I do. I think a couple of reasons. One, I think there's way more guys under 7K this week that we're going to talk about. There's actually a lot. Uh, you know, that I've got start up and that we'll go through when we get down there. And normally that's not the case or it hasn't been. And I've just been willing to go a little more chalk and play a little bit more balanced lineups, but I can definitely say that. And then second of all, you talked about at the top 156 man event is tough to, you know, to get these six of sixes through. We found that out. Now we finally get to test it in the ultimate contest with, with the amount of golfers in the field. And so I think people are going to sprinkle even more. So that just means it's easier to get up to the stars and scrubs and Horschel and Simpson become a little bit more popular. So I guess contrarian plays would be your, boring Kucher, Howell, English Kisners, right? Those types. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm leaning towards Webb personally out of the two, but I'm going to play one of the two. I'm not sure which one, but I am going to play Harris English. I mean, four top sevens or something like that in five events. I mean, the form is just there. We've seen uh, peak golfers earlier this year, like Lanto and some other golfers who have been, you know, trending in that direction and finally got that W. Uh, maybe English is going to be there. Yeah, he probably could be higher owned. Uh, and, and for the contrarian play like you uh, normally do, I mean, that's probably a, a sharp play, but I can't get off of him. Uh, and maybe that's why I suck at GPPs. Uh, that could be the reason why, but I can't get off of him when he's playing that well. Uh, you know, and, 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 you know, he came in, I think the, 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 the break, the, the, the calling of the, of the round, on Sunday and having to come back on Monday really screwed him because, you know, English was on a bit of a roll with a couple of birdies in a row uh, to get within one of the lead before the horn blew. And then he came out in the morning and doubled the first pole and it was yeah. out. Uh, I, so, I don't know. Everyone's, uh, everyone's calling for that win, like Friday, Saturday, whatever it was. Cause it was delayed. I'm just like, it's no, everyone's mad. They didn't bet them and you name it. Now it's, it doesn't matter. It's not even a big deal. I just said like, it's, it's, it's hard to go wire to wire. It's hard to go all that time and win it. I get that he's been so close and I, and I understand it. I'm not hating on it. I just say like, it, it's just, you, I didn't think he was winning. It's Harris English. I just thought it would be the same old finish. I called it to Gup, you know, sometime during the middle of the weekend. I said, look, it's going to be like a T5, T8, something like that. You don't got nothing to be worried about is what it is. Just wait for it. And he made value for sure in DFS. So again, egg on my face, I'm done. I got crushed because of that. But as far as winning a tournament, it's like you said, if I, for me, I'll just bet him at 28, seven to one or 28 to one or whatever he is. If that's the case. If you're worried that he's going to get his win finally. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm betting him again too. So that could be a good point. Maybe I just go with Webb and Horschel to start. And I'm not sure. I, I, I this 10K range, I am not 100 percent sure what I'm going to do. Uh, but English is English Horschel and Simpson are the guys that I'm keen. Uh, how about that? That'll make it simpler. So let's move down to this 9K range. My first cash game cornerstone. It, it, it's going to be Scotty Scheffler at 9200. I mean that price. I think for the amount of birdies that he makes. I mean I think he's like third in DraftKings points and third in uh, uh, birdies in the last 12 rounds in this field. And then like he's seventh in DK points in the last 50 rounds in this field. He just, even though he has, uh, he doesn't win. He hasn't been coming through on the weekend that well. Uh, He did do pretty well at the Bermuda, but the amount of birdies that he makes and how confident I am in him making the cut uh, at $9,200. I think that's a really good price uh, for him for a guy of his possible upside, uh, even for cash. So I'm going to go ahead and lock in Scotty as my first cash game cornerstone pick. I sort of like Alexander Norman at $9,300. I think uh, the one European guy that's going to be looked over in this range, if you look at his stats, I mean, they're awful, but he plays a lot of his, uh, of his, of his uh, tournaments over across the pond. He actually has the most European tour wins uh, in the world since 2016. Uh, out of anyone in the world so you know he can win over there and think about this course that seaside course it is a link style course something that he should be used to where he could just plod he's not that long and so it won't it, it'll be nice that the course is shorter i think he can make some noise uh in gpps and i think another one i got is zach johnson uh who's played here uh well the last two times out he had a decent finish looked like his game was trending upwards uh finished top 25 last week uh, and he's coming home to a place that he enjoys and two top tens in the last two times played here. So I'm going to go Zach Johnson as well. Who do you like in this range? I thought you were going to go with Todd, man. Two wins. That's, isn't that a cash lock? Like how can he, he's, he might not win this time, but he's got to come at least second, doesn't he? I, I, I just don't believe it yet. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't do it yet. Not, not something with, uh, that was someone who was so poor for so long and is coming up in two weeks i mean i I can't put him in i'm with you i'm just kidding i mean at the end of the day that was my second t3po that's i had to bring it up i was surprised when you shot me across the the picks five minutes before the pod and scheffler was on there i thought in that range you would just go todd for the the easy value i like your zj call for sure so second one's going to be scheffler over todd i just i don't chase stuff like that i know it sounds like i'm just taking these you know ridiculous stands and saying oh just fade all the best golfers in english and todd and recency bias and recent form but it, it is what it is it's recency bias like i just said it's ownership. I think he'll still get some ownership because he just, I know actually the thing about golf is we always talk about it. People don't like to go back to a winner, but I also feel like it's like a reverse double negative or whatever you want to call it. When a guy wins twice in a row where they're kind of like, damn, I missed twice, but what if he does something like that again, or at least I can get upside out of him and know he has that shot. So uh, if, if you look at uh, Scheffler, like you said, he's still been really good. 18th, third, 28th, his last three, you know, he's a first timer here. That's the one thing, but his stats are through the roof. So definitely like him. The guy I really likes Adam Hadwin. Uh, you know, getting his pick a little bit of a, you know, for the President's Cup, getting a little bit of the monkey off the back there, getting some excitement. He's second in my stats model across the board, making cuts. We know that. He's got upside. He's two for two made cuts here, not the greatest finishes. But I think he's a fair a fair play, and I really like him based on the stats, like I said. So, uh, you know, Hadwin, Scheffler, Aaron Wise, always take some shots on him for upside. ZJ, to round it out, who you mentioned. Uh, definitely like him, another Sea Island guy. Again, not that that means anything, but 23rd and 14th and two of his last third. Seventh and eighth here, his last two times out, six and nine overall made cuts at this course. All right, so let's move on to this 8K range. I got two more of my cash game cornerstone picks uh, in this range. First, it's going to be Brian Gay at $8,800. Like I said last week, I used him last week. I used Chef last week. These guys just don't miss cuts. And at this price, you can have an extremely balanced lineup, avoid the 6K range completely. And in a field where you got like a hundred golfers in the 6k range, you know, picking that range is going to be tough. And with 90 golfers being cut, I want to get a balanced lineup to have a better shot at getting six to six through. I don't think we're going to see what we saw last week where it was like 45% getting six to six through in cash. I, I think we're going to go back to single digits. So, so, so balanced lineup is where I'm going in cash. So I like Brian Gay. And the thing is the upside's there for Gay too. I mean, if you look at him in the last 12 rounds, he's second in the field in draft king points, third in birdies are better game. His approach game has been improving and he's one of the best putters on tour. Uh, putting is going to be key this week. Sometimes this event does turn into a putting contest. And, and, and I do like uh, Brian Gay. My next one, is going to my third cash game cornerstone pick. It's going to be Dylan Fratelli right underneath him at $8,700. Iron game strong. T to green strong. 
on a good roll with his form with a bunch of good finishes here recently. Still top 25 in draft king points. Really good at par three scoring. I think he's 12th in par three scoring in the last 12 rounds in this field so he's been doing well and we've seen a lot of good par three scores uh you know do their thing he's also top 10 and birdies a better game and draft king points in the last 50 rounds in this field second in the field in the last 50 rounds in strokes game t to green so i like fratelli as my third cash game cornerstone pick uh, other guy, the other guy I do like in this range for gpps is russell henley at eighty five hundred dollars if you didn't see what happened last week i think he was seven under and then after the second round, he realized that he used a ball. He might have. He, he didn't even say he used it. He might have used the ball that was not part of his original ball. Like, you only have to use one type of ball when you play uh, on uh, in a round. And I guess one of the balls was different. And so he didn't know which holes he might have played it on. So the rule is you take the average. So he had to be penalized for four holes, two strokes a hole, which made him go plus one and missed the cut before then he was playing well and the one thing he did mention uh you know his 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 approach game has been better than probably it's ever been but his putting has been the worst that it's probably ever been that the any one thing he did mention during the telecast uh this past weekend was that he got a tip from Brant Seneca and he felt like it has helped his putting immensely uh in the last week or so and you saw it the first couple of days he was putting lights out and so if he can get that putter going with how good his approach game has been recently and how good he's been with his wedges, uh, lots of wedges here uh, on this course. He's first in proximity from 100 to 125 in the last 50 rounds in this field. Top 25 from 125 to 150. I think he can make some noise this week. So I like um, – sorry, guys. A little bit of gas there. Uh, I like uh, – I like – I like uh, – fucking Russell Henley. And I'm going to throw a little Bryce Garnett in there too because it, it, it's his type of course, short, his type of season. He's played well here in the past. I don't think people are going to pay up for him at $8,300. I could see a top 15, top 10 from him. So I'm going to go that way as well. Who do you like? A couple guys you mentioned already, but I mean, Knox reminds me, you know, I wasn't as high on him last week, but he, he showed up again, kind of like a Norrin light to your point. You know, he's sort of, you know, he's always capable. He can get a hot putter at times. So I don't mind him. He's at, you know, five straight made cuts, solid, at, you know, as a, as a cut maker, 8,900, I think it's a fair price. Like for Telly, who you mentioned, he's 20th in my stats model, coming off 11th and a 22nd, last two out. McCarthy, another hot putter, a guy that can get it going at any time. And when he does, you see the upside. You know, when he's had the putter really on fire, you know, before his last event, 15th, 9th, 9th, 18th. You talked about Henley, who I already liked. JT Poston, sixth in my stats model, solid again, making cuts. We know he's got the upside. Sea Island guy, that helps, I'm sure. Uh, going down, who else can I fit in this range? Garnett, not really. Uh, Von Taylor, I'll, I'll stick with him. I, I think it's, again, it's not chasing. I always like him, but his price is up. So uh, just, a, just a sprinkle of him. And then the other guy, the old guy that I really like more than Von Taylor is Jim Furyk, right? I, I always think in an event like this, this is a good spot. Last time he played here, he missed the cup. But before that, he got a sixth place. He makes cuts. We know that. And, and at whatever, you know, I think he's 8,100 this week. That's going to be a fair price for him. So round it out with some Jimmy Furyk. Old man Jim, he can get it done here. Yeah, so what do you think about with the 156-man field dropping the top 65 in ties? Like, is it more important to get 66 through? Are you still looking for the upside crazy plays? I mean, it's a blend, right? I mean, how are you going to go about it? Well, yeah, it's, I mean, it's obviously it's good to have six out of six, but it does really, you know, what you just said, it comes down to what it's going to be. And we've seen that the six out of six, it's very small sample size, but we've seen it be extremely small as far as the percentage that's getting it through, meaning that those six to sixes might be shitty, right? Someone said, said it last week. I saw someone post on Twitter. I got a six to six through finally and look at it. And it was all guys at minus one and minus two when the cut was minus one. So it's like, that's not really going to be a great lineup. There is going to be a lot of five out of sixes above it. If you've got the, the winner, the, the, you know, three guys in the top 10 and a five out of six, you're actually going to be in okay shape. Now in something like the $8 super extreme large field, I, I'm pretty sure someone's always going to have a six out of six that gets there. Meaning that it's always going to be, you know, with a winner with three or four in the top 10 and beyond. It's just always going to be there. The field's too large for it not to be. But in something like a smaller, you know, use the $200 single entry as an example, I think you could easily see a five out of six take that down this year, definitely, in a big field like this, uh, you know, just by having five of those upside guys. But something like a Millie Maker or the $8 weekly that they have when they make it whatever price they do, I don't think we'll see it in that at all. All right, why don't you take us into the 7K range there, Tambo? 
Yeah, another guy I really like here this week. So I'll save my TGPO for a minute. But the other guy I really like here is Brian Harmon. Uh, you know, the local aspect I get at Sea Island, but his stats are still popping. We talked about putters getting hot. He's got a great putter. Uh, you know, didn't have the greatest showing last week, but I'll go back to the well. Five for seven made cuts here, 32nd and fourth. Uh, last two events out. Really like him. My third and final T3PO is going to be Sabatini over Adam Long. So if people want to go after Adam Long's second place and, you know, his upside that he's had, obviously he won on tour last year. He's ranking really highly in the stats models, even higher than Sabatini. I get it, but but I really do like Sabatini. I think at the end of the day, they both have great stats. Sabs has way more experience. Uh, four for five made cuts here. Adam Long, 0 for 1. Uh, people might chase Adam Long, like I said, and Sabs basically always gets top 30, but then he's got the upside for more, and he's really good on Bermuda. We should mention that. We'll mention some guys later. Killer Keith, <clears throat> that's going to be the Bermuda thing that we talk about. You know, um, Sabatini is another guy that's really good on Bermuda. So definitely like him. You know, he's a solid play. Pivot off a long, go to him. I'll go with another old man, sort of Furic Light in Ryan Armour, guy that just can get it going, get hot, and has upside. Four for four made cuts here, 15th last year here, coming off a 33rd and an 8th. He makes cuts, ninth in my stats model. Don't mind him. Damon, I guess he, he's going to stay hot. Uh, you know, I'll go to him. I wasn't high on him last week, but got a feeling this might be a Damon week. You know, sixth last week. When he gets hot, he can get hot, and when he gets hot, he can stay hot. And you think about his, you know, Thursday openings. He's had quite a few. I think he was almost the leader last year in first round leaders or at least, you know, the top five on a Thursday. So the, the getting hot is key, you know, to start off the tournament and then holding it. He hasn't done a great job of that, but those six and ninth place finishes that you see pop up in four of his last five, definitely love that. Uh, and then I still like Kirk, right? I know he's not going to show up on a lot of models, but uh, you know, you mentioned the local aspect. It's not so much that it's that he came back after so long, gets a 33rd last week. He's still rolling. He's always been known as a good cut maker. And then here he's uh, actually a former winner way back when, but he's seven for nine made cuts here. So to round up that upper range of the seven Ks, that, that's my guys. Kenny, what do you got? Yeah, I do like up top in that seven K range. I like Harmon. I like Sabatini. I'm going to play both of those. I like Dom and uh, just like you said, uh, Ryan Armour is probably another guy I'm going to be playing. Like this, again, another guy uh, sort of like Bryce Garnett where this is like his type of course, short, coastal. Uh, you know, it, it, this is his thing. He's been playing decent. I think he's had a top 25 uh, in one of his recent starts. So I'll play a little bit of Ryan Armour uh, in this range. But mostly I'm, I agree with you. If you go down a little bit lower, my final cash game cornerstone is right at $7,000. It's going to be David Hearn. Um, you know, he's made five of his six cuts so far uh, this year. Uh, uh, during the fall swing, uh, he's been play, He's played really well here uh, in the past. I think if you look at his, uh, uh, if you look at him, I think he's he's made like the majority of his cuts here. I don't have it six right for in six. Front of me. Yeah, and his last yeah, year are all six, top seventeens. Yeah, six for six, bunch of top twenties here. And the thing is, if you look back uh, at his form leading up, like last year, he finished what fifteenth here. And his form wasn't as close to as good as it is now. Uh, Two thousand seventeen, he finished seventeenth. His form was, wasn't as good as it is now. So, you know, this is just a course that I think that he plays extremely well. And I like using him as my cheapest play in cash. And it gives you a lot of options up top. So my four cash game cornerstones this week are going to be Scotty Scheffler at $9,200. Brian Gay at $8,900. Um, was it $89 or $87? Let me double check here. Uh, yeah, Brian Gay at $8,800. Dylan Fratelli at $8,700. And then David Hearn at $7,000. That leaves you well over $16,000 to make the rest of your lineup. So you can go all the way up to the 9K range. You can do two 8K guys. There's a lot you can do with that much space. So those are going to be my four cash game cornerstones. Other guys I do like in this bottom range, um, uh, Robbie Shelton with a good finish last week. Uh, I think he's had two top tens in his last six events. So, you know, he's been, you know, sniffing at the door here a bit recently. Um, I also do like um, Matt Jones at $7,100, a guy who's used to win if the wind does pick up. Uh, you know, stat-wise, he's been looking good recently for the last few rounds uh, that he's played. And I'll probably go back to the well with um, Homeless Hubbard. Uh, Mark Hubbard at $7,000, a strong iron game. Uh, again, a shorter course for not a longer hitter. Uh, I think he was like seven, eight under last week to start the round, sort of faded a little bit. So that's a little bit worrisome. But at $7,000, I'm going to go ahead and take that risk. Who do you like in his bottom 7K range? Man, Killer Keith, he's got to get right at some point, right? So back on Bermuda, back home, Sea Island, you know, it's 7000 bucks. I'm fine with it. We know he's got killer upside as well. So not just, you know, the pun on the name, but you got to roll with Killer Keith at at 7,000 straight Hubbard, you mentioned is uh, okay. 
Uh, Munoz, gotta love Munoz. You know, this guy's another guy, 7,100, fair price. Was just killing it until the last, you know, until last week, essentially, and, and times before that. But, you know, he had 28th, 33rd, and a first, you know, when he got his win. So don't mind that. And then just three more, really. Uh, Kyle Stanley, 7,200. I was on him last week. He missed the cut. I'm going to go on him to bounce back. He's still popping in all the stats that I like. Cameron Tringali, you know, people are off that train. Definitely go back to him at 7,200. Uh, and then Bronson Burgoon, third in my stats model, you know, 33rd, 13th, 55th, T6. You know, that's four of his last five. I don't mind him as, as well for upside right down here. And then one more, I guess I'll go back to Zhang as well. Uh, you know, 15th in my stats model. One for one made cuts here and he just makes cuts. His last five events, he's made the cut. So, you know, he's got a fourth, a 38th, a 16th and a seventh in there. Definitely don't mind that. All right. Sounds good. Why don't you just go ahead and take us into the six carries table? Yeah, but bunch of flyers. Like I said, there's a lot more that I like this week. You know, I'll go back to Doc Redman. Always think there's too much upside there. Good on Bermuda, 22nd in my stats model. Missed the cut last week, but before that, 35th, 13th, 42nd. 6900 bucks. Going to take a shot. Uh, Stewie Sink, another old man. So this week, I'm kind of the opposite. I like some of these guys, right? The, the Von Taylors, the Armors, the Furix, the Sinks, all these guys. So, you know, he's, again, another cut maker. 6800 just seems light for him. So I'll definitely go back to him. And then some of my... Upside flyer guys would be like Andrew Landry. Just too, I just find these guys too cheap for what they are, right? Sam Ryder, both those guys are 6,700, more than fair. Seb Straka, keep chasing them, whatever. 17th in stats. If he ever pops off, it's going to be pretty serious. So, you know, I don't hate it. Tom Hoagie, another guy way down, 6,500, don't mind it. Uh, and then just drop down. My only other play that I really like down below is 6,200 is Roger Sloan. And only because he can get a putter going and flash the upside. I mean, 6,200, I'm not expecting much. But I will fit him into some of my MME pool builds and, and get him in there for some, some lineups that way. What about you? I like a lot of the guys you talked about. I like Sink. I'll play Sink. Uh, I like Badley a little bit. Played decent last week. Uh, the last couple of times he's played out a really good putter. And this could turn into a putting contest. The one thing that did surprise me. He's actually top 20 in birdies or better gained in the last 50 rounds in this field. I didn't really see that from Badley. So if you can get those birdies going again with that hot putter, um, I do like Badley. Uh, Maverick McNeely, uh, you know, younger guy, uh, talented, really talented. Like when he came out, he was supposed to be like a pretty big thing. It hasn't really came into effect yet, but he finally got his card, um, you know, and, and he's been playing decent the last few weeks that he's played. Uh, he's actually – been having a lot of birdies. I don't know if this is correct, but on Fantasy National, I'm looking at it now. Um, he's third in birdies or better gained in the last 50 rounds in this field. So I guess he's been making a ton of birdies. I really haven't noticed that. I know he's been playing better, uh, but that's one thing that I'm looking at right now is sort of popping my eye. So uh, Matt, Matt Renilly, I'll play a little bit of Streb. A uh, good finish last year, former winner here. Dominic Bozzelli is probably one of my favorites. I, I like him a lot, uh, especially on courses where it, it's a putting contest and there's a lot of wedges. Uh, and this is what this is. Uh, he's actually first in the field in proximity from 125 to 150 yards uh, in the last 50 rounds in this field. Of course, one of the better putters out there on tour. Uh, so I do like him. Uh, Wes, Wes Roach is another guy I like. Bo Hogue uh, is another guy I like. So there's definitely some options uh, down here in this uh, 6K range that can make the Stars and Scrubs viable uh, this week if that's the way you want to go. Uh, we'll see how I play out with my roster construction. But if you want to go stars and shrubs, there's plenty of guys down here because there's like 100 golfers in the 6K range. So obviously there's going to be something, someone to choose in that range. Anybody we missed, Tambo? Uh, a couple. I mean, guess, you know, Riley, Davis Riley, he's 6,000 straight. It's interesting, you know, 15 to 20 made cuts in professional golf with five top 25s. 39th and 46th is last two times out on tour. So, I don't know what's up with that. I mean, he's he's got the better Vegas odds, I guess, two of all the guys at the very bottom. Most are 500 or worse. He's, you know, in that three, 400 range, depending on the site. So I don't know. Super flyer, I'd take it, I guess. You know, it's nothing special. But other than that, like you said, there's a lot of guys down here. I think I open up the pool a little bit more and just let some of these guys sprinkle in and hope that some of these six of sixes pay off because someone will get hot more than one down here below. And like I said, there's guys that are actually solid you know, that have won in the past, have won in wind, have won in, you know, events like this. So I'm okay with going down to this range a little bit more and getting some of those stars at the top. All right, sounds good. Let's move to the betting segment. Who you got, Tambo? Back to the six-pack, man. I'll start it off at the top. So I got Hadwin, 35. Talked about him, like the stats, like the number. Not going to each way, and I probably should with a guy like Hadwin, but at the end of the day, I don't like really each wing anyone under 50. So I'll take Hadwin, 35. And then I got a, a little bit of a mid-tier range. So I got Sabs and Harmon both at 60 with the each way. 
I got JT Poston at 70 with the each way, which I really like that number. Uh, some guys are talking about 50, so I'll take the 70. Burgoon, 100 with the each way. And then Killer Keith, like I said, hasn't done nothing but 125 with the each way. I got to keep sinking money because I lost a bunch of money on him. I missed when he won, and now I'm going back to losing more on him. So I got to try that out, right? All right, that sounds good. Uh, I'm going to go this week. Uh, Harris English at 28 to 1. Uh, Fratelli at 33 to 1. Gay at 40 to 1. Henley at 50 to 1. Hearn at 100 to 1. And Maverick Manili at 150 to 1. And I might even throw Dominic Bozzelli in there um, as well. I think he's like 150 to 1 as well. So a couple of 150 to 1 bets out there uh, with, with Maverick and Bozzelli. And then the other. Uh, and then Hearn at 100. So I'm going more long shots than usual because I, I expect that this is the type of course like we saw last week where you can get the long shots to come in and do their thing. All right, anything else we need to talk about this week, Tambo? I think that's it, man. Like you say, a bit, bittersweet ending, but it, you know we'll be back in, uh, what is it, five short weeks? So we'll, we'll be back. All right, I'll tell them where they can find you. You mentioned it, gupscorner.com. Head over there, use the promo code DGEN10. Get something annual. Just read the contest, gupscorner.com slash challenge. Get in to one of those options so you can have a chance to win this trip down there with all of us, Kenny and myself included. It's going to be awesome. Uh, you know, Twitter, at Totag and Tambo, hit me up. DM me if you have any questions there. Other than that, thank you guys for everything. Truly appreciate everything, all the listeners, all the listens. If you can, you know, put a review on iTunes about us, put a five-star, put, put that in. We're going to come up with some stuff for the new year. We're going to come up with some contests, some more content, all the stuff, bring it out to you guys. We'll let you know more about it as it comes. Yeah, definitely thinking about adding some new stuff to the podcast for the new year, so it should be a good thing. You can find me on Guts Corner, just like Tambo. You might want a weekly article out. One thing I will add to the weekly article after the week goes through um, is is uh, my favorite cash game plays outside of my cash game cornerstones that will come out like Wednesdays uh, on GupsCorner.com. If you're a cash player, you might want to check that out. Use promo code DGEN10. Get on there. And you can find me on Twitter at KendoVT. All right, last event of the season. Let's do this. Let's win some motherfucking money. DGEN Nation. Buying a home can feel like navigating uncharted waters. Redfin agents can help. They'll answer your questions with honest advice so you know exactly what you're getting into. They'll also help you tour as many homes as you want and show you what it takes to make a winning offer. With a Redfin agent on your side, you can sail straight to your dream home. Local expertise from Redfin. That's real estate done right. Tour subject to property and agent availability. Virginia Office Falls Church, VA. 844-759-7732. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.